Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor for TravelPulse.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Los Cabos. Located at the southernmost tip of the Baja California Peninsula, where the arid desert and rugged mountains meet the Sea of Cortez, you'll find the magic of Los Cabos. It's a place where luxury, wellness, and sustainability exist in equal measure. From pristine beaches to exhilarating adventures and delicious cuisine, travelers are invited to relax, recharge, and reconnect with the environment and themselves. Head to visitloscabos.travel today to start planning the ultimate luxury getaway. And now joining me on the show is Mandy Migliaccio, CEO of Stepping Out Travel. Welcome back to the show, Mandy. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Eric. Really excited to talk uh, travel news today. And we're also going to discuss the affluent traveler and the ins and outs there and the luxury travel space coming up a little bit later on on the show here. But first, as we do for every episode, in case this is your first time listening, let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. And we begin with the air travel space and global air travel demand remains high, according to research conducted by the International Air Transport Association, otherwise known as IATA. Total air traffic rose 30.1% globally from September 2022. Traffic has reached 97.3% of pre-pandemic levels. And in the United States specifically, air traffic reached a new high, rising 28.3% from last year and exceeding pre-pandemic totals by 5%. Internationally, the air travel reached 93.1% of pre-pandemic levels, but then we have to look at the counter side of that, and air travel complaints are soaring higher in 2023. The number of air travel complaints filed with the U.S. Transportation Department soared during the first part of 2023. That's the only data they've released so far because the department has so many of them. They have a backlog of complaints right now because the number is so high that they've only released out the first quarter of 2023 through through May. Uh, so a little bit more than the first quarter. But uh, so that's the only data we have right now. So Mandy, is air travel getting worse? More and more people, the demand is there, but the complaints are high. What are your thoughts here? So my thoughts on this is, uh, you know, air travel has definitely changed post-pandemic. It seems passengers expect more, but their patients are far less. Um you know, everybody needs to pack their patience when they go traveling because it's always an adventure just trying to get wherever you're going. Um, But I am I am glad to see that domestic flights are coming down. They're trending lower compared to last holiday season. So maybe this is something a new turn here. Right. Yeah, I don't think that the air travel experience is getting worse. I mean, technology is great. It's advanced so much. I mean, you look at how things were uh, when just 10 years ago, flying versus how they are now. I think things are better on that side, but sure. Yeah. I see complaints rising mostly because I think people are just voicing their opinion more and just getting the word out there. So maybe we're, we're pushing back against this. Cause yeah, a lot more people are also traveling. They haven't traveled since post pandemic. They're not used to it. It's, you know, three years, four years since they've traveled and, and things have changed. They're not used to the changes. That's a good point. Yes getting more and more butts and seats, if you will, which, you know, the airlines love the dollars there. But I mean, the airlines know they they have us. You you, you want to go to Hawaii or Japan or, you know, the Maldives or you're not going the old way. You're not going by boat. You're going to fly. And they know that and they've got you. So the, you know, overall comfort levels of things could certainly be better on planes. And I know that's where complaints come from that too. There's also very valid complaints too about discrimination. There's also complaints with um, disabilities and those are on the rise too, because airlines are absolutely awful at treating wheelchairs, which is mind boggling that that's um, a rise of wheelchair issues is still happening in our country. But I digress. Um, hopefully, you know, more voices out on that will will remedy that situation and improve upon that. But as far as comfort levels, I don't see seats changing all that 
great. You no, know? and you know, at the, the past couple of flights I've personally been on, the seats have been broken too. Oh, geez. And you what know, are you flying? Were you on Spirit, Mandy? Were you on Spirit? Was no, not. just kidding. That's not. I've actually had really American, com- <laughs> actually. <laughs> I've actually had really comfortable seats on Spirit. So not not to crap on Spirit. That's just like, uh, yeah. Um, uh, that's that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, it was. So, you know, they it, the airlines too have to you know give grace and patience as well. Um, I think everybody as a whole world needs some grace and patience. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure some people are complaining about prices, but it, those are not coming down. So people can are, are just wasting their time, I think, with uh, any sort of pricing complaints. But other especially, complaints. you know, flying over to Europe, those Ooh. flights are not coming down anytime soon. No, but you know what did come down is the State Department reduced passport wait times again. So we're back Yay! to the seven, to, yeah, seven to ten weeks for the standard. Um, actually, just filled out paperwork to get my son's first passport. He'll be one. Uh, in nine days coming up on Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. So that's, yeah, the time flies, right? I'm about to have, yeah, um, yeah, seriously. yeah <laughs> nuts. So moving along though, and other travel news of last week, the American Society of Travel Advisors is relaunching its annual signature event, rebranding the ASTA Global Convention into the new, the ASTA Travel Advisor Conference. So the 2024 conference will be held May 29th through the 31st in Dallas, Texas, and feature a clear focus on teaching attendees the elite business skills needed to take their agency to the next level, according to Asta's statement there they announced last week. So, Mandy, as an advisor, your thoughts on this rebrand? You know what? If Asta wants to support me and my career, I'm 100% for it. And if they want to call it, they can call it whatever they want. As long as they're teaching me and, and guiding me to a better you know, business, I'm all for it. And, you know, a fresh start is always a good thing. So if they want to rebrand and have a fresh start, I can't say anything negative about that. Yeah, uh, there's absolutely nothing to say negative about that. I think this is a great push for them. I love the name too. It's just simple. Uh, so yeah. shout out to whoever on the asset team came up with that name. If you're listening, um, they're all kudos. for us. Well, yeah, that's, exactly. that's what that's, it's about. So that's what you should want from the American Society exactly. of Travel Advisors. So <laughs> exactly. um, love that news there. Love to hear everyone's thoughts too. podcast at travelpulse.com is the email you can reach out. Jumping on to destination news from last week, Jamaica, some big news there coming out of World Travel Market back in London last week. They announced that they've got a new mega resort coming. Jamaica's Minister of Tourism and team met with international hotel group Lopeson, which revealed it's seeking to develop a 1000 room luxury resort on the island of Jamaica. Details, though, about the resort and when it's going to be, where it's going to be, all that remains scarce for now, but we do know that it would create a lot of new jobs in Jamaica, which would be great for the local community. Yeah, it's Um, 2,500 new jobs they're they're projecting. I mean, that's that's so great for Jamaica. Right, yeah. Where do you think this might end up um, in Jamaica? Any any, uh, destinations, uh, you know, that jump out that could feature expansion? I mean, Jamaican... No, I mean, a grill would be great. You know, bring bring some more hotels down that way. Um, but no, it really could be anywhere. Right. Yeah, they've got a lot of options. Um, so it'd be interesting to see where this one specifically um, ends up. Earlier this year, our Caribbean editor, Brian Major, ran a great report on Jamaica and their whole expansion that they're really looking for and, and pushing uh, using a lot of the, the money that they've generated this year and forecasting that out and trying to make improvements on things. So uh, they said for 2023, their forecast is 3.88 million visitors with an estimated spend of $4.2 billion in the destination. They're doing a $160 million expansion of their main airport, uh, Sangster International Airport in Montego Bay, as well as updates to the other two airports on the island in Kingston and Ocho Rios. So they did also say back in September that they're on track to build 20,000 new rooms in Jamaica over the next 10 to 15 years. 
And in 2024, wow. they'll bring in an excess of 2,000 new hotel rooms in Jamaica. So that's exciting a, times yeah, in Jamaica. Right, really booming there. So that'll be really interesting to see, you know, how that shapes up. And also, is, is you know, they're going to be a new destination that really pops up. Like, I mean, mostly yeah, that think would be, of, that would be fabulous. Right. Exactly. So we'll, we'll see what happens um, with Jamaica on that front. More to come. And we'll certainly be on top of that on TravelBulls.com. As we jump over to other travel news in the last week, a strike was averted. We're talking strikes and travel, though. So we know one was recently averted, this time in Las Vegas, as Caesars Entertainment, MGM Resorts, and Wynn Resorts was able to cut deals with the culinary and bartenders unions to avoid a strike, which was absolutely killer timing because uh, they've got a pretty big Fun. weekend coming up in Las yeah. Vegas with the Formula One race going on. So. That's a good good win um, for Las Vegas tourism there to be able to get that done and avoid any sort of um, pitfalls from that. But there's still talks of air air travel strikes going on and looming with flight attendants and everything. So this is a, a wild time for tra- for travel. I don't know that any strikes will actually occur. I just I just think that they're going to pay more money. Like just pay everyone more money, right, Manny? Can, can we do that? <laughs> you know what? Can sometimes taking a stand and voicing your opinion is completely necessary. Um, you know and. You know, if that's what the the workers are are feeling and they want more money, give them more money. But, you know, I just hope that I'm glad the F1 race is still going to go on without a hitch. And uh, hopefully air travel this holiday season will will be the same because I would hate to uh, have flight attendants strike. That just yeah. sounds awful. <laughs> right. That would be devastating. I just, there's no way that that could really happen that the air, like that they would let it come to that. Any airline specifically, I think um, American and Southwest, I think are the most ones on that, but I just don't see it happening of it escalating to that level. Like pay yeah, money. I'm flight attendants definitely need up. more money. I mean, all the airlines cannot have any sort of PR type disasters again of fiascos during the holiday time. I mean, we saw how devastating last year was um, Southwest oh. and their technology. Hopefully they, I mean, they've said throughout the year that their technology is, that they're on it. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how things shake out uh, coming up as we got Thanksgiving in nine days ne- next week. Yeah. It's just mind boggling that we're already here, but we are, and it's going to be a very busy week for travel next week. I'm sure Absolutely. you're dealing with some of that mess on your end. Oh, I am. But that's why it's flight attendants. Voice your opinion, but please don't strike. <laughs> I don't strike. Yes, yes, please. Please, <laughs> please airlines pay them what they're worth. Pay them their money. Right? Exactly. They, they deserve it. So they absolutely do. That wraps up what has been trending in travel in the last week. A little bit of it, at least. You can always find more on travelpulse.com as we can't get to it all on the podcast here. Any additional thoughts, though, drop me an email, podcast at travelpulse.com. Now we're going to jump over to our theme of the week and that's on the affluent traveler in los cabos the desert mountains and sea come together to create a destination where wellness is a way of life it's a place that dares you to discover what makes you feel your best go off-roading on an atv adventure through the rugged desert landscape sweat it out on a traditional temazcal indulge in delicious organic cuisine made with ingredients straight from the farm whatever your definition of wellness you can find it in los cabos ready to plan the ultimate luxury wellness getaway Head to visit loscabos.travel to learn more. So, Mandy, who is the affluent traveler today and how that changed over the last decade and really even just post-pandemic here? So the affluent travel today values unique and immersive experiences more than just a traditional luxury. Um, They want the more personalized, meaningful adventures. 
Um, it's the two P's, private and personalized. It's not just the luxury anymore. I'm curious on uh, the personalized one, if you have any any details on that, of how, how has that been escalated, do you think, post-pandemic here? I, for the lack of better thought, um, the affluent traveler wants their hand held. They want the personalization. They want, um, you know, the personalized documents. They don't want just want the email. They want, you know, something that stands out. They want that personalized experience. They want to walk into a hotel and have, you know, hello, Mrs. and Mrs. Migliaccio. They want to know who you are. And you just take a little bit of an extra step and you can really make your clients feel that personalization. Yeah, suppliers have a lot to go on that. I mean, there's certainly, you know, some new ways to, to tap into that. And I, I just, you know, when it comes to this level of travel, you know, the personalization, you, you, I had to chuckle when you said the handheld thing, because that's kind of really how it is. And it, that's really yeah. where a travel advisor shines through on this, this space for sure. Absolutely. So what types of trips are they taking these type of days? So, you know, again, going back to the private and personalized, um, they're traveling to the trending places on social media, right? Any TikTok that you see, any Instagram posts, they they see it, they want to go there. But the they really want what's really hot right now, you know, small yachts, you know, in Croatia and Greece. They're going to the boutique properties. They want the culinary um, adventures, cultural experiences. They want that unique off-the-beaten-path destinations, um, but they also want to go to, you know, Paris and Paris is a, a hot spot now too, but they really want the smaller, more personalized experience. Yeah. That yacht life, certainly, yacht certainly life. nice. Right. I mean, it feels like private jets and yachts and everything galore on, on that side, but certainly, you know, they, they venture out and do other things. I mean, it, the yachts just jump out because you, you hear the word yacht and it's just so synonymous with. Well, you know, big since dollars. the pandemic, people want to do smaller, you know, they don't want to do the bigger, well, they're still doing the bigger boats, but the affluent traveler wants to do smaller and it's not, you know, for health reasons or just comfort, they, they want to do the smaller boats and smaller trips and smaller tours. They're also spending a lot more post pandemic than would you say 10 years ago? Absolutely a lot more. Yes. But, and that's why they feel that they, they want that extra because they're spending more. But they were also some of the ones to be actually traveling in 2020 and 2021, though, because they had the means and the private and the personalization aspect of, That's correct. Uh, of things, too. So it's interesting that they're still spending more despite being some of the only few that actually travel. They got that taste of what it was like during the pandemic, and they want to continue on. That's a good point. Yeah, that. not the fewer crowds yeah. and the, yeah. Yeah. So are these wealthy travelers loyal to a brand, would you say, or do they, do they spread it around? Absolutely not loyal to any brands. The wealthy traveler values personalized experience over brand quality. Um, however, it's some luxury brands like chains like Four Seasons, Ritz-Carlton, Rosewood, you know, they're constantly delivering high-end amenities, high-end service. So the affluent traveler tends to go to those places more just because expectations at those resorts or hotels are higher. But yeah, they're not they're not loyal to anybody or any brand, I should say. Interesting. Yeah, because, you know, the loyalty points and programs and things are uh, 
so catchy these days and people gravitate to that but yeah wealthy if you got big baller you know big baller dollar i should say then whatever <laughs> whatever entices you the most yeah uh, although some people right. just love that familiarity of things but you mentioned yeah, a few, you a few know the sense there. and the the you know you know when you walk into a ritz you're you know you're gonna have the amenities and the you're gonna have that personalization and that's what they really like yeah that quality next level right for sure. So what about destinations? Anything uh, you think stand out in the luxury travel space here on, for the affluent traveler? Any any places trending right now? So Europe is still hot, especially Greece and Croatia. Um, Japan, you know, we have some airlines that are doing some direct flights from the U.S. Now Japan is really hot. Um, but then you're going to have your... Uh, your ones that are going to be a constant Bora Bora, Dubai, Maldives, there's and Paris. And those are the ones that are going to be, um, your, your constant ones, but yeah, yeah the Greece top destinations Croatia. for a reason, right? Correct. <laughs> yeah. Greece and Croatia for sure. And then you and I actually traveled to Portugal earlier this year, which feels like uh, forever ago, but that was February of this year and visited a couple different destinations and, that was a destination that really has just kind of skyrocketed and seems like it's it been has. trending so much for, for everyone. It's seemingly everywhere I turn, someone else has gone to Portugal, especially this summer. I saw so much of Portugal this summer, but on the affluent side of, of the travel space, I think they've got a lot to offer too, especially uh, bang for your buck. So you might, maybe you want to be that level of big baller dollar, but you don't quite have it, but you could feel that a little bit. I don't know. What do you, what's your take there? That's absolutely true. Portugal is an amazing uh, destination. Um, Porto, you can go to Porto and and just have an amazing experience, luxury experience right there in Porto. Um, so yeah, I would I would definitely put Porto in there as well. I yeah. mean Portugal, sorry. Oh well, yeah, I mean there's a lot of destinations there. The Azores too. I mean that yeah, yeah. you can really feel luxurious out there. And but you know the destination, the tropical scenery that kind of helps paint a picture too of the the wealthier side of of life when you have just prettier views around you what do you think of that and staying in castles and drinking wine and staying in castles is always you know luxurious oh staying in castles. did you see the thing uh the post a meme or whatever was going around the last week this family rented out a castle in ireland so they could recreate like the monty python uh, no really yeah so they they recreated a scene from monty python so if if you're a monty python fan out there folks you should check that out because it's pretty funny and also just made me laugh that people like rented out a castle specifically for that but yes people can rent out castles a castle a villa villas are are another uh affluent traveler thing that they do that's big dollar dollar status for sure just to be able to like go back to your friends and go home or even post it and be like yeah i stayed in a castle What's up? Yeah. <laughs> I stayed in a castle. Yeah, you pull that card out. You're, Those you're... Instagram pictures would be amazing. Right? Yeah, even just the, I mean, just brag about staying on a yacht too. I mean, this is, yeah. I don't have big baller dollars. So, I mean, I, I feel like I would do that. But I don't know that the affluent traveler is really bragging too much about. Um, so yeah, they're maybe, just maybe experiencing yeah. 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 But as we wrap up here, any advice um, to our fellow travel advisor listeners about the affluent traveler and the luxury travel space and breaking into that and excelling in that and any sort of wisdom you'd like to share. Absolutely. Uh, communication is key. Communication is key with any relationship, um, but especially with the affluent traveler, they want that communication. They want their hand held. Um, you know, servicing an affluent traveler, traveler, I would reach out to every aspect of their trip call the hotels, call the drivers, call the excursion companies, 
you know, they don't want to, affluent travelers do not want to have to think on their vacation. They just want to experience it. So if they're expecting an amenity, they don't want to ask for it. What's going to happen is they're going to come home and they're going to complain to you. They're not going to call you on the trip. They're just going to come home and complain to you. And, you know, so that's a big thing. You want to make sure that, you know, all your I's are dotted and T's are crossed and you want to you know, make sure that you're communicating very well with them and with all the parts of their service that they're going to expect. Great insights there because they have wealthy friends and they can recommend them to you. So that's a good way to get in. But uh, one question I always hear from advisors in the luxury travel spice is how do I find these rich people? How do I find them? They're not in my social uh, friends of network. How do I break into that side there? What would be your advice to someone um, pondering that? Go to the golf clubs, go to the yacht clubs, go to different, you know, um, you have to hang out where these people are. Um, Fundraisers, charity functions, functions, spend a little bit of money, get into that, you know, go to a charity function um, and then just start passing out your cards and start making those relationships. Great tips. Yeah. Also find who do you think is like super wealthy in your local community or just well connected and just be friends with them, you know, take them out to a coffee, Correct. buy them, you know, that's always a good one uh, on that too. But yeah, where you said is you got to meet them where they are. So definitely. Yeah. And you know, I talk to everybody. I've met so many people on planes. I've gotten so many clients on planes. Um, so wherever you are, talk to people. Um, communications key. Yeah. You said it at the beginning there. I love that. So we're, <laughs> Appreciate you taking the time to jump on the podcast today, Mandy. And amidst all the crazy holiness that holidayness that is is upon us and everything, um, as it's we always wrap, a pleasure. Yes, how can uh, viewers get in touch with you or, and anything you want to plug as we wrap? Fire away. So, uh, Mandy underscore travels underscore is my Instagram, um, and you could always follow me on Mandy Migliaccio on Facebook. Excellent. Thanks so much, Mandy. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Eric. That's all the time we have for this week's podcast. Stay tuned for next week as we'll be breaking down a little bit more about the holiday travel. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.